Hello, and welcome to the Space Weather Facts and Forecast podcast. I'm Isaac Brigham, amateur space weather enthusiast, and I'll be giving you the current space weather conditions, a forecast for the upcoming week, and telling you all about a fascinating space weather phenomena. Stay tuned. The sun has really been fairly quiet lately. Only minor sea flares have been observed in the past few days. There are currently eight active regions on the Earth-facing disk, but none of them are very magnetically complex. Nothing to be very concerned about at the moment. There was an eruption seen earlier today off the east limb, though, that could be of interest. As the explosion occurred behind the east limb, the source region is out of view. We should start to see it emerging in the next few days. A CME was launched in relation to the eruption, but it was not directed towards Earth. If the region proves to be large and complex, we could see an uptick in activity in the next week, although it is also entirely possible that the region will not prove to be a flare threat once it faces Earth. There are two coronal holes currently on the Earth-facing disk, but they are small. We are now in the winging phases of a high-speed stream impact from one of them, and no further streams are on their way. The geomagnetic conditions are mostly quiet, but with some occasional minor activity. As I mentioned, we are still under the influence of a coronal hole stream, which, when the BZ turns south, creates pockets of short-lived activity. Currently we're only at a KP1+, with average solar wind data, except for an elevated speed near 500 kilometers per second. The hemispheric power is at 35 gigawatts in the north and 38 in the south, and can be expected to remain around this level or slightly lower for the next day. All in all, there is a slight chance for aurora at higher latitudes, but nothing spectacular. Depending what the new region behind the east limb does, though, there could be chances for aurora in the near future. Thanks for listening to the forecast. Now it's time to talk about this week's featured space weather phenomena. The sun is constantly producing and emitting radio waves. Many of these waves arrive at Earth, where they can be picked up by sensors. The solar radio flux, the topic of this episode, is a measurement of the radio waves arriving at Earth, but only of the ones with a wavelength of specifically 10.7 centimeters, which corresponds to a frequency of 2800 megahertz. The solar radio flux is also referred to as the F10.7 index. These 10.7 centimeter radio waves vary in intensity as solar activity varies, which makes the solar radio flux a good indicator of solar activity. As solar activity increases with more sunspot groups and flares, the amount of radio waves arriving at Earth increases, and as activity decreases, so do the waves. The radio waves originate in the solar corona, or atmosphere. The exact details and mechanisms that produce them are not fully understood, but it is known that they come from hot, excited plasma. At this point, I should probably mention the units for the solar radio flux. It is measured in solar flux units, or SFU, which is a convenient form of reporting the spectral flux density. Spectral flux density refers to the rate at which energy is being transferred by radiation through a surface. In the case of the solar radio flux, it is the rate of energy transfer through a surface by only those 10.7 centimeter solar radio waves. 
In simpler terms, you could say that this is the amount of radio noise emitted from the sun at 2800 MHz. The solar radio flux varies greatly over the course of a solar cycle. Near solar minimum, when solar activity is at its lowest, the flux can drop below 50 SFU or lower. Near solar maximum, it can climb to values of 300 SFU or more. Short-term solar activity also causes spikes in the radio flux, but taking over a whole solar cycle, the radio flux increases and decreases smoothly. The stronger the solar cycle, the higher of values the solar radio flux will reach. For these reasons, the radio flux provides an excellent measure of the comparative strength of solar cycles and serves as a good means to track solar cycle progress. Along with the sunspot number, it is one of the two main values used for this purpose. The solar radio flux has been observed and measured for a very long time, at least since 1947, and so it provides a good record of six full solar cycles. It is measured daily at noon and can be recorded in any weather. The observation has always taken place in Canada, first in Ottawa and now currently in Penticton, British Columbia. High frequency and ham radio is greatly affected by the solar radio flux. Higher values are better for high frequency radio propagation and can improve its transmission distance and quality. This is because the solar radio waves ionize the top of the ionosphere, where radio waves are reflected. This ionization improves the radio reflection and transmission. For this reason, periods of higher solar activity and near solar max are better for ham radio operators and emergency responders using HF radio. However, during heightened solar activity, radio blackouts occur more frequently, and this interferes with HF radio so it is a trade-off with no perfect conditions. Forecasting the solar radio flux would be very useful for a number of reasons, including warning radio operators of coming better or worse conditions. However, it is very difficult to accurately do. Solar activity in general is extremely hard to predict, and the radio flux correlates with solar activity. It is slightly easier to forecast the smoothed radio flux over a whole solar cycle, but even these predictions can often be wrong. The current solar cycle is a good example of this. Originally, the solar radio flux was supposed to peak at around 135 SFU, similar to the last cycle. The monthly observed values, averaged each month, continue to exceed this though, with July 2023 coming in at 178 SFU. From here, it is hard to tell how high it will climb, only time will tell. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe and share it. This podcast will be available on the third Saturday of each month on major podcast platforms. See you next time.